Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, everybody. Great to be with you today. Six minutes past six o'clock here on Political Coffee. That means it's time to get to talking about the political stuff of the day that really does matter in your life. You know, there's a growing um, awareness, and thanks to GL uh, who sent me this this email. There is a coming need for the health insurance industry to be engaged in broad-based screenings and treatments for cancer and other illnesses. For 10 to 20 years or more, due to what? Well, early data showing vaccine and virus injury. Oopsies. And you know where this um, happened? In a congressional committee on insurance industry. Looking at mortality, data, and here's what's fascinating. This insurance industry report, by the way, there's a YouTube um, about this. The report says, quote, the more doses on average you have in a region within the United States, the bigger increase in mortality that region has had, unquote. Now, let me say that again. The more doses on average, talking about COVID vaccines, the more doses on average you have in a region within the United States, the bigger increase in mortality that region had. The, restart, the report talks about how trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars in insurance funds can be used to help manage vaccine injured before the costs become catastrophic thanks Greg for passing that through to me this is act <coughs> excuse me sorry about that this is actually from an Epoch Times TV YouTube and you can see it you can watch it for yourself this is pretty powerful. The insurance industry. Well, it's just showing us the truth, folks. The more 
the higher the number of people who get doses of the vaccine injury, the, the greater the injury is. And the insurance industry has to pay out money for this. So they're saying, let's manage the vaccine injured after they become vaccinated. And they have other problems like myocarditis. Before the costs become catastrophic. That's kind of of a big deal, isn't it? Now, if it isn't, it ought to be. Now, there's also a story here about a UK watchdog group saying the Pfizer CEO made misleading statements on vaccinating children against COVID-19. Oopsies. That doesn't surprise anybody, does it? How much money have they made? I'm just curious. There's also a story here about intermittent fasting. For those of you who follow Dr. Berg and I do, uh, who has something like almost 3,000 videos on YouTube. He is a guy who went to medical school to become a doctor and then changed his area of discipline to becoming a chiropractor. Well, he retired from the chiropractic profession and he has focused on using all of the training and the that he received early on in medical school to talk about things like the keto diet. He's very strong on that. And intermittent fasting. And this story in the Epoch Times is about how ec- intermittent fasting combats cancer, reduces toxic- toxicity of chemotherapy, according to current research. Now, maybe we'll have an opportunity to talk to Gary today about how his meeting went last night at the Black Bear Diner, which really focuses on opposition to mandatory COVID shots for kids in school systems. But also... Can intermittent fasting help with this problem with recovering from being vaccinated? So I go back to this insurance industry report here, this Epoch Times story. Can it help with that? Maybe we'll ask him about that. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about how there's a growing number of doctors who have been vaccinated are saying, we're not going to go and get any more booster shots because the data isn't there. The studies aren't there on the booster shots. So when you have the insurance industry issuing reports like covered in this Epoch Times video to the Congress, about how insurance funds need to be used to manage the effects of the vaccine injured before 
the costs become catastrophic. How do you do that? Will the insurance industry pay for things like intermittent fasting, which by the way, doesn't cost the insurance industry anything. How would it? It's a choice you make not to eat or to eat differently and to eat different times of the day so that your body goes into what's called ketosis. What medical science proves is that ketosis is a state in where your body uses up bad toxins, literally eats them up your defense system. Now, if you are vaccine injured and your defense system is degraded because of mRNA technology and how it does in fact change your DNA, then how would this help? Could it help? It's an interesting question because this issue isn't going away, folks. Don't think for one minute it is. Now, there's some other things going on in Oregon. Tina Kotek has put out her $116 billion two-year budget. Now, this is the all-funds budget. In it, there's a few things. Like $1 billion for new homes. It's a 400-page budget, by the way. Build and maintain, this is the, um, by the way, Taxpayers Association of Oregon. It's on uh, Oregon Catalyst. I'll have it up on the show plan for you. They decode some of the political language to show how they misread Oregon's political problems. Kotech budget, quote, build and maintain a homeless services system that can prevent new families from falling into homelessness. Notice they don't call it houselessness. That's on page three and four. Kotex plan, according to the Taxpayers Association, in the decoding of it, plans to spend $50 million paying people's rents. $50 million for you. If you can show the state of Oregon you need rent assistance so you don't become homeless. Yet it was Kotex 2019 rent control bill. You remember that? It artificially pressured landlords to increase rents while other landlords just left the business entirely. Another one, Kotex budget. I'm proposing $1.02 billion investment in affordable housing production and preservation. Taxpayers Association says Kotex and the liberal leaders have raised taxes so much while at the very same time blocking land to build new homes that will now cost us taxpayers $1 billion to fix the problem they created. And there's more, schools and so forth. Here's the synopsis. It's easy to see. A billion dollars for new homes out of Kotex budget. Pay everyone's rent out of Kotex budget. Blames, blame senior citizens and Zoom meetings for the bad economy. Now, there's a Willamette Week story that is a companion story. It's called, They Left. Portland is losing some of its biggest fans. That's the headline. The subheadline is this. 
rising taxes, and a falling quality of life have some in Stumptown diehards voting with their feet. Anthony Effinger wrote this, and it and it's a today's story. It says the old saying is a conservative is a liberal who's been mugged. In Portland, many liberals, he writes, are dodging stray bullets, losing catalytic converters to thieves and sidestepping tents. Then they open their tax bills. Maybe they aren't voting Republican, but some are voting with their feet, getting the blank out of a city that once stole their hearts, driven away as taxes rise and quality of life declines. Multnomah County has lost residents for the last three years running. Before 2020, it hadn't lost people since 1987. And that was a one-year blip in an upward run that began in 84. The population of Portland fell for just the year that ended in July 1st, 2020. So that means there's a whole year of data that hasn't yet been compiled. This was just 2022. Portland's population fell. by 2,321 out migration which is a fancy way of saying that people bailed all right what does this mean well it means that her budget which doesn't yet include stealing the kicker I'll get to that in a moment but it means that they still haven't figured out why they need to spend more of your money and raise more of your fees and probably taxes because of their stupid ideas they've already passed, which has people leaving Portland, according to Willamette Week, back in a moment at 620. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Rebecca Donaldson is a really good real estate agent. I mean, so good, she won Best of the Willamette Valley. You don't win that just by being mediocre or just like everybody else, she's exceptional at what she does. Now, that benefits you a lot, especially if you're thinking about buying or selling a home. You should give her a call. Have a chat with her. 503-269-0747. It'll be worth your time. She knows her and her team are up on the latest things happening in the real estate market, whether it comes to financing, whether it comes to home values, all of these things. They're on top of it. Give them a call. You'll benefit from it if you do. 503-269-0747-269-0747. Or check out her website at rebeccasgothouses.com. It's all one word. rebeccasgothouses.com. Now, the budget of the state of Oregon is pretty big. You know, when I served in the House of Representatives, it wasn't nearly as big as it is today. The 
state economist had predicted that we would get a rebound in 2022, economically. Well, it didn't happen. Well, at least it didn't happen in terms of population. Because Multnomah County and Portland were expected to get more. But people left. Why? Well, the state economist is trying, I mean, he's got to keep his job, right? So he's, he's sort of blaming it on, well, it, it, you know, the pandemic. Those, those moving patterns are partially to blame. But he had to admit it's more likely that Portland itself has a problem. He asks, are we just a year off in his predictions, or is there something fundamentally different? The author of this article in the Willamette Week says, for longtime Oregonians, the U-turn is hardly puzzling. Portland has switched from attracting new arrivals to repelling its current citizens, especially those with a few coins in their pockets and the feet that start itching at tax time. Long-time commercial real estate guy, Stu Peterson, is interviewed in this story. He says, I've never seen money move out of here. Nobody ever wanted to leave Oregon. It's a beautiful place. Most evacuees are high-wage earners. These are people who leave. Are high-wage earners who are fed up with the crime, taxes, and homelessness in that order. There's an ugly spiral. Some big developers have left Oregon and have gone to states that are lower taxes. Now, why would you do that? Because you don't like the crime. Who's responsible for the crime? Well, what kind of a message did you send to Portland City Council when you defunded the cops by $12 million? Hmm? And the ensuing what crime wave, most of it gang violence, which you keep very quiet, Willamette Week, which you don't report on, Oregonian, because it's race-related. It's gang, black-on-black violence primarily. And then there's the drug cartels, which are pouring drugs and fentanyl into our cities, to our families, and killing young kids. So we have crime. Then we have high taxes. Who's responsible for that? The politicians. And then you have homelessness. Who's responsible for that? Well, partially the voters. Because we decriminalized in Measure 10, or at least you did, because I voted against it. Those of you who voted for it, shame on you. The results of your errant vote as well-meaning as you were when you thought you voted, it would be the right thing because you bought the lie that, well, if we give them treatment in exchange for letting them get a little bit high with a little meth and a little heroin, it'll be okay. And we'll be better off in the long run rather than filling our jails with those people. It didn't work out too good, did it? Because 
most of the homeless people, as we have seen in video after video, are drug addicts. And people are moving here because they can get away with getting high and live homeless and just check out a society. And yet they're still using their Obama phones, government-sponsored Biden phones, O'Biden phones, now if you want to call them that. But Tina Kotek in her budget doesn't acknowledge any of this. Now I will say, Tim Canope is released a statement saying that according to the latest revenue forecast, now this is probably going to change because we are going into a recession. There's no question about it, even though it may be again be a little bit on the soft side, at least for now. According, he said in a press release about her budget, that the most recent recent revenue forecast, an Oregon family will receive an average of $5,200 back just in the form of the kicker. And she doesn't propose pulling that money out of the budget. Yet. Because other Democrat senators are proposing taking the kicker. They want to take away $5,200 from your family. How do you feel about back in a moment? Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-four minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. It's um, Freedom. That's not Freedom Friday. It will be in a couple of days. By the way, tomorrow we're going to be talking about. Uh, these two bills that have been introduced by liberal Democrats in the Oregon legislature to steal your kicker. We're going to be talking about that tomorrow at the War Room, at the Ike Box Coffee House, which is at Cottage and Chemeketa in Salem. It's basically, if you just walk to the west end of the Capitol Mall, Capitol Grounds, rather, not the Capitol Mall, the Capitol Grounds. You just walk clear to the West End to the World War II mon- Memorial, turn right, cross the street. It's there on your left. It's a big, gray, two-story building. We meet in the Bay Room. This is the Oregon Citizens Lobby War Room. Go to Oregon Citizens Lobby and check it out. There, we teach you to, um, well, how to be effective at going into the legislature and talking to your legislator or having a cup of coffee with them or writing them an email or going and testifying. It's OregonCitizensLobby.org is our website. Oregon Citizens, that's plural, OregonCitizensLobby.org. 
and we have our war room. You can you can get scheduled to come on in. We're there from eight to three. It'll be tomorrow, every Thursday. We have coffee in there, plus they have great great food and coffee at the at the Ike box. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about these bills and others that the Democrats want to take your kicker. Now, I got a text from Anne Marie. She said, give us our kicker. Average family, according to Tim Canope and the Republican office in the Capitol at the, the legislature, their press release says the average family is going to get back $5,200. Average family in Oregon, $5,200. And these Democrats want to take it from you. Because there's never enough money, is there? In a moment, we're going to go to Freddie, but it's 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am, jeff at kslm.news. Kind of cold out there. And if you're not comfortable because your air conditioning, heating system, I got, I'm showing 25 degrees here where I'm at on the farm. If you're not comfortable, call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll get out to your home. They'll fix your system so that you are comfortable. Pretty good idea, isn't it? Give them a call, 503-580-1456. 56. Linda writes me this email. She says, don't kid yourself, Jeff. They know exactly how they're guilty of depopulation of Oregon. They did it accidentally and on purpose. Now they're spending more money to try to hide it. Oregon government seems to be the only good at creating problems and then throw my tax dollars at trying to fix it. Homelessness is big business. And who is getting rich on the open drug usage? You know, that's a good question. Look at who's getting all the money. All of these nonprofits who are providing drug treatment. Hmm. Are those mostly liberals? Hmm. I'm just curious. Let's go to the phones to Freddie. Freddie, good morning. Thanks for hanging on. Your thoughts today. Welcome. Good morning, Jeff. I have a good a good friend of mine who was with four other people a couple weeks ago that went through Salem and interviewed homeless people. This young lady personally interviewed 25 people. Only two of those people were from Oregon. Everybody else was from out of state. And they come here because they get a lot of free stuff. This homeless thing is nothing more than an industry. Now they want to put them in houses, right? They want to put them in these little tiny houses. They can't even keep their own tents clean. How are they going to do that? And if you go back to New York, you can see all the old brownstones where the government housed people, right? Right. And all they did was destroy those houses, those brownstones. They had to tear them down. So government is our biggest problem, as Ronald Reagan said. Yes, it is. And the people of Oregon, 50% of them here, 
don't understand that or they don't care, I guess, because maybe they're part of this nonprofit organization that thrives in Oregon. That's my yep, comment. All, that's right. All of these nonprofits are feeding at the government trough. All of them. Right. They all get money. So, in response to Linda's question, that's the answer. It's all the nonprofits that are tied to the liberal Democrat policies that the liberals put in place so they can spend our money. Now, what do you think about this idea that they are going to overspend and try to take the kicker? <laughs> well, yeah. They're sitting on that, that pile of cash, and, and, you know, they're addicted to money, right? Especially our money. Right, right. And, and they're, they're intoxicated with their power and, they, and their can-do attitude. You know what? They're not only going to take the kicker, they're going to raise taxes on top of that. They, they think you got too much money. Well, they do. Because it's all the rich people. Now, if you, you, did you hear my story about Willamette Week and the story about why all the rich people are leaving Willamette, or Portland? Absolutely. I know a number of them that are doing that. That's right. But the people in charge, including Tina Kotek, and it's reflected in her budget, they don't get that. They don't understand that it's their own high taxes and there are tax increase bills that have been introduced in the legislature right now, over and above the bill to steal the kicker. Now, they want to amend the Constitution. That's this SJR 26 that amends the Constitution that basically allows the state just to keep your kicker from now on. That's what they want to do, because they will never have enough money, Freddie, will they? No, they, they won't, Jeff. And look, and they're never going to admit the problems that they've created, because if they did that, then they have to point to themselves and say how if they are. And they're not really qualified to be in the position that they've been elected to. You know, getting elected anymore is big business, too. Have you ever seen anybody get elected, come back out as a multimillionaire? Come on. Yeah, there's, there's I mean, it so is so much uh, corruption. And, and Pelosi is, her and her husband are the quintessential examples of that. Um, back in Congress, anyway. Uh, here, it's a little harder to do that, although there are still ways that you can manipulate your service in the state legislature and make a lot of money. Just ask Republican, longtime serving member of the House of Representatives, Greg Smith. Who's become quite wealthy, actually, by making sure that his business consults with all of these county economic development part departments. And then he makes sure that he votes and he acknowledges that he may have a conflict of interest. He votes on those budgets of economic development money and where it goes. It can happen here. Don't kid yourself. And he's a Republican by the way. It's well, a bad thing. Yeah, but he's not really a Republican. He just <laughs> calls himself that. Well, he's figured I mean, out he, how to play. Look, what he is, is a thief, right? He's great on pro-life stuff. He's great on guns. He's not so great on taxes. 
And he certainly figured out how to play the game and feather his nest. That's for sure. At any rate, Freddie, thanks. I appreciate you calling in today, and you're right on the money. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Now, Senate Bill 774 would allow the state to keep your tax kicker. But to do that, it has to have SJR 26, which would amend the Constitution to let them do that. Now, Kim Thatcher's quoted in the story. She said the Republican majority worked to enshrine the kicker in Oregon's Constitution in the 90s, and we're still committed to protecting it today. Now, as much as I don't think Tim Canope is a strong conservative leader, I mean, he is on some things, this was Tim's big cause when we served together in the House of Representatives, was putting the kicker in the Constitution because he could see what was going to happen. Folks, it's the, almost a 9% increase in the two-year budget. Just the general funds, that doesn't include the total budget. It's a 9% increase. Are you getting a 9% increase? Back at home. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Now, I'm not the only one, by the way, who's recognizing uh, Tina Kotek being a little bit out of touch. There's an Oregonian story about how she wants to build 36,000 new Oregon homes every year. To do that, I mean, we, we haven't hit those numbers in f- over the last 50 years, folks. Almost 50 years. 50 years. We would have to increase our production rate by 80%. Now, what her budget fails to recognize is Multnomah County in Portland. There are some places in Multnomah County and Portland it will cost you $100,000 in fees to build a home. This is well known. There are stories about it. How are you going to do that? Hmm? Well, is it any wonder why people, according to the Willamette Week story, are voting with their feet and leaving Multnomah County and leaving Portland? You know, Isn't it funny there aren't any Portlandia TV series anymore? You know, where college graduates come to retire. And, you know, instead of using their college degree, they just become a barista. You know how we used to make fun of that? It ain't so funny anymore. Can't afford to live there, folks. And yet she thinks we're going to build 30... So let's put it, let's throw a billion dollars at it. In fact, Lee wrote me an email. By the way, if you're going to send me an email, it's 503-589-1220. 503-589-1220. 
is the Power Buick GMC call in the number or the uh, email address. You have to forgive me. Something popped up and it distracted me. Is Jeff at 1220.am. That's the email address or Jeff at KSLM.news. Lee writes this. One billion bucks. America's so rich, so rich compared to the rest of the world. Those listening this show woke up in a warm bed and had their normal cup of coffee. So for all those who want to solve the homeless problem, why not open their homes so these poor people that the majority have chosen to live outside the normal way of life? I would guess that within a month, their home would be trashed, their cupboards nearly bare, but they would be helping the houseless out, right? Yeah, I know that wouldn't happen. Instead, they're going to steal from you the provisions to build homes that'll be trashed in three months, like Freddie said, right? All the types of crime they say are unfair will then be localized in these properties. All it will take is more of your money. The hard work you did to earn a wage will further be eroded to pay for the result of poor decisions to help those that don't want to help but to take everything you have. Would it be easier just to give everything you have to them and join them? Tina's budget is going to further degrade Oregon and your way of life. Julie writes an email about taxes. Using legalized theft, the politicians will take as much as they can. It is not enough. It is not bad enough. I have to pay someone to fill out the miscellany of forms to actually determine how much I have to pungle up. She's talking about tax time, folks. Let's see. I pay the druggies play. I pay the druggies play. Margaret Thatcher was right. Socialism works until you run out of other people's money to spend. I'm about tapped out. You're not alone. This is why people are leaving Oregon. But I can't, so I'm going to stay and fight. And so are many of you. That's why we do this radio show, and that's why we talk about this in a way. So here's the thing. Remember, I am always pitching the reason I do this show is simply this, so that you can have persuade, you can change your world by having persuadable conversations with people who are persuadable in your world. And you do that by asking or talking about the political issues in an interesting way. Hey, did you know, you could say this to somebody today to start a conversation, did you know that the average family, according to the state, is going to get $5,200 back in their kicker in 2024? Did you know that? And did you know that a couple of bills have been introduced to steal that from you by the Democrats? Did you know that? Did you know that the governor wants to spend a billion dollars of your money to subsidize building 36,000 homes every year? Did you know that? But did, did you know that that will mean, first of all, the state of Oregon has built 36,000 homes in 50 years. And did you know that we would have to increase home building by 80% to do that? And did you know that in some places in Portland, it costs $100,000 in just fees to build a home? Maybe we ought to think about doing something different. Art writes a text that says, hey, Jeff, are the homeless going to pay for their housing or for their drugs 
<laughs> says, uh, we all know the answer to that. It'll be drugs first, of course. Quickly, I uh, got to remind you that Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, is a contractor you can not only trust, but will do very high quality work in your home. Go to his website, check it out for yourself. RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. We'll get to Conrad and then Tim in the last three minutes of the show. Conrad, go. Just got two things to talk about, and I'll try to be brief so somebody else can get on the air besides myself. Uh, yesterday, I had the glorious experience to go to that Oregon Medical Center stem cell treatment seminar. And wow, was my eyes opened. Uh, and I signed up for their discounted x-rays that they're having this week. And Friday, they're going to check out the possibilities of my getting rid of my neuropathy in my feet from diabetes. So that was really good news. And uh, it was really great. Um, and then the other thing um, that I want to talk about was, uh, you know, we talk about experience in politics. Well, Mark Hatfield, everybody knows him. He had quite a bit of experience, didn't he? Yes, he did. And myself, you know, hardly anyone knows me, but the ones that know me, they might, you know, roll their eyes a bit when they first meet me. But I have a, a perfect track Go record fast. in running for office. I've been elected to every office that I ever went for as a Republican. My last office was delegate to the national convention in 1988 at New Orleans. So, so and then, of course, quickly? we have somebody with absolutely no experience in politics, a man named Donald J. Trump. Okay, well, I like him better than I do Hatfield because Hatfield ruined his career by refusing to vote for the balanced budget amendment way back when. It was probably over 20 years ago now. Yes, so yes, he was the deciding I always tell vote people was voted down. Unfortunately, and, I got to let you go because I, I need to get to okay. Tim. Well, Tim, sorry, I can't. It's too late. Folks, we'll see you tomorrow at the War Room, 8 o'clock at the Ike Box, next to the Capitol, Cottage and Chemeketa. You want to learn how to be effective during the legislative session, join us, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Ike Box in the Bay Room in the back. Oh, so man.